Destination Medicine is a collaborative initiative of regional training hubs. With first-hand lessons learned from those who have gone before, this podcast is designed to assist and inspire anyone interested in pursuing a medical career in rural and regional Australia. Welcome to Destination Medicine. I'm Nicole Goodman. Respiratory medicine is one of those professions which allows the practitioner to do a wide variety of work. For Joe Duncan, that's just as well, because it's in his nature to experience different things. And that's part of what attracted him to practice in the rural setting of Lismore, in northeastern New South Wales, about 200 kilometres south of Brisbane. He reckons the work is interesting, the people are wonderful, and the medical care top-notch. Today, Dr Duncan's the Director of Physician Training at Lismore Base Hospital, where he guides other doctors in training to be physicians. First, Dr Joe Duncan admits this was not the usual route to a medical career. He's talking to Chris Ashmore. When I finished off school, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, so took the chance to have 12 months off and travelled around Australia. But during those travels, I worked in the snowy mountains with a group of chefs. So I was the dishwasher, but they were the chefs. And after work each night, we'd drink these amazing wines, all the wines that were left over from the dinner service. And that sparked an interest in winemaking. And I found a degree at Charles Sturt University that actually was in winemaking. And it was a fabulous degree. We'd have courses that would be called wine appreciation and you'd turn up to university, have to wear a lab coat to make it look legitimate and scientific. And then we would taste wines all day, you know, brackets of wines the whole day. It was fantastic. And that led to lots of work, winemaking around Australia and overseas. So I worked in Western Australia in the Margaret River area, had two wonderful experiences in France, one in Alsace working for Hugel Winery and then in Chablis Domaine La Roche, and it was an amazing uh, job, amazing thing to do. And what changed along the way, I can remember the night vividly. I was in Margaret River doing winemaking, and winemaking can be a little bit of a lonely job. Some of it's the best job in the world, but it was about two in the morning or something like that, and I was pumping 80,000 litres of Sauvignon Blanc between two tanks, and there was a big storm overhead. I was soaking wet, and I hadn't spoken to anyone for about five hours and was just a bit lonely and bored, I think. So I thought, I've got to get a job where you talk to people because for me, that's the most rewarding thing. And that led me to apply into medicine at Sydney University. And I got into medicine, but it was delayed a little bit further because somehow I landed a job teaching in a high school, teaching science and maths at a secondary school, which was also a wonderful three years that I did that for coaching sport and trying to teach year nine girls maths when they don't want to learn maths you know we're talking about the non-academic classes is really hard but a really enjoyable couple of years but I was always wondering about medicine and what it would be like it was always burning away so after three years of teaching I decided to give it a go and I started my degree at the University of Sydney attached to Royal North Shore Hospital. And now you're the respiratory physician at uh, Lismore Base Hospital for the Richmond Network how would you describe your current role? So respiratory is wonderful because we get to be involved with everybody in the hospital. We work across so many different areas. So we admit acute respiratory inpatients and a little bit of general medicine, but we also run a tuberculosis service for the district. 
so working in infectious diseases. We do cancer diagnostics, working with the oncology team, good procedural medicine, doing endobronchial ultrasounds and bronchoscopy, and also working closely with the intensive care unit, doing non-invasive ventilation and involved in a lot of acute respiratory medicine. So it's a great job where we just get to work with everybody and it's a very social job. And COVID has certainly turbocharged that. So having to come up with new policies that people had never thought of before. It's been a challenging year. And I've also got some other roles up here. So I teach for the University of Sydney and medical education is really a rewarding way to spend time as a doctor. And uh, I'm also the director of physician education for our basic trainees. So I'm involved across the board. Did you consider other things besides respiratory medicine when you were going through uni and placements? Yes, I certainly did. I had a lot of trouble making up my mind about what to do. It seems to be a common theme. And when I was a resident, you know, some people wake up virtually when they start medical school, they know exactly what they want to do, but I never did. And when I was a resident, I still couldn't make up my mind. I was doing surgical terms and critical care terms and medical terms. I ended up applying for every job that was available, thinking that would help me make up my mind. But I got all the jobs and then had many sleepless nights agonizing over the decision about what I wanted to do. And what helped make the decision was I looked at the consultants in each of the fields 10 years down the track. And what I loved about medicine, particularly respiratory medicine, was the opportunity to do many different things and work in many different ways. So we're not attached solely to a hospital. You can do outpatient clinics, private medicine, you can do outreach, and there's just a huge breadth of opportunity. And that's what drew me to physician training and medicine in the end. Can you tell me a little bit about the pathway that you took to fellowship after residency? Sure. So I did my intern and resident training at Raw North Shore, but got into basic physician training there. And as part of the basic training, I elected to do six months up here in Lismore as a basic trainee. Normally, people were seconded for three months, but I knew I was interested in rural medicine. I was always a... (laughs) vocal member of the Rural Health Club at university. And in my job as a winemaker, I'd spent a lot of time in the bush. So I was very keen to come back to a rural area. And so after residency, spent six months at, at Lismore. And from then on, I was always trying to come back. My advanced training, I was attached to Royal North Shore Hospital. And as soon as I finished my advanced training, I came back to Lismore. Why Lismore, Joe? And what are the benefits there? So I think Lismore is a fantastic place. And as a, an occupation, we've got a really wonderful hospital where there's a lot of pride in the hospital. Everyone really wants to look after the community well. So it's a can-do sort of hospital. If you want something done, there's always a way to do it. And I love the fact that everyone's willing to get their hands dirty and get involved. During my basic training, I was privileged to work with a wonderful bunch of clinicians up here who had inquiring minds and were very interested in their patients and in the medicine. And that really attracted me, the cohesiveness of the group and what they wanted to do as a rural hospital really attracted me to coming back up here. So I think it's the positive work environment, the pride that everybody, allied health, nursing, everyone's got a lot of pride in our hospital here. And I really wanted to come back and be a part of this team. Well, obviously you practice respiratory medicine at Lismore, but what types of settings can respiratory be practiced around Australia? So as I've mentioned, respiratory medicine is one of those great things where you can get involved in anything. So you can practice virtually anywhere. You can be attached to any hospital, an acute hospital, and do some hospital medicine if you like. We're good generalists, so you can work in general medicine. 
you can do outpatient work. So you can have your own private or public clinics wherever you like because the lungs are really important. Everyone's got lungs and they affect things, affect every disease process. You can do outreach to remote communities and you can do lots of education as well. So you can work across many settings in respiratory medicine. Mm. Well, back to your training pathway, is there any advice that you received through your training or particular piece that absolutely stuck with you? So I was very lucky to complete my training where I did. I was at Royal North Shore Hospital and there was a wonderful group of respiratory physicians there who just got on so well together. And again, it was a very positive work environment. And I guess my advice for any budding physician or respiratory physician is find people, a group of physicians who you look up to and who you want to work with, and then try and do some of your training with them because they will really mould you as a physician. And my other advice would be to broaden your horizons and work in areas that make you uncomfortable. Try and build up during your training as much varied experience as possible because you won't get another chance. And also to learn the physiology really early on because lung physiology is the basis of, of how we practice good respiratory medicine. And I guess to have an inquiring mind and always you know, have that desire to find out why people are sick and how can we make them better. So that's my advice. Now, you're the Director of Physician Training at Lismore and you're guiding other doctors in training to become physicians. Can you tell me a bit about why you undertook that role and what you think that's meant for Lismore as a training site? So I think that trainees are a really important part of our hospital environment and community. They do a lot of good and hard work for the hospital and they bring a lot of life to the place. They're young and enthusiastic and they keep you honest as a physician. So it's really important to keep up to date and extend your own learning because you'll get found out by your trainees if you don't know the answer to things. I was lucky enough to take over from Dr. Adam Blenkhorn, who was the previous Director of Physician Education. And we've come a long way up here in Lismore. We have eight basic trainees now. We run the clinical exam for the Royal Australasian College of Physicians and we have a comprehensive education program. So to continue to build on that program for our trainees is quite rewarding personally and it's also really good for our hospital. COVID's thrown a lot of stress around the place but being able to help guide our young trainees through this situation has been very rewarding and I think they've kept us together as a group as well. I think in the future, we're looking forward to having more locally grown trainees, allowing people to spend more of their time training rurally. What do you think is the best thing about doing what you do? So that's a hard question, but I think it's working with all the people that we do. I love walking around the hospital, seeing colleagues, but seeing patients. And my favourite question to ask everybody is, tell me about yourself. What have you done? Where have you lived? And the stories that you hear are fascinating. Some patients have spent their whole lives on fishing boats out of Yamba. Some people have been in the mines looking for opals. And the lives that people have lived and where they've been, I think, is just a a fascinating thing and quite a privilege to be able to, you know, get involved in their medical care, but also learn a bit about them. And that's really rewarding. The wards as well are, are quite a social place. So we're doing constant education for nurses and medical students and trainees, but that social environment and that positive environment is really rewarding. That's why I love doing what we do. Any challenges along the way? Any rewards in your career so far? So as a consultant physician and as a young consultant, the challenges for me have been the 
difficult diagnostic dilemmas. When you have a patient who's quite sick, you don't really know what's going on and you're trying to work it out and you know manage the patient's emotions and interact with the family. Sometimes when you don't know what's going on, you, you stay up at night thinking about it and you don't sleep well and it sort of feeds into tiredness and fatigue. But I'm getting better at managing the unknown and managing those challenges. And the biggest challenge clearly is this one in a hundred year pandemic that we've landed ourselves in. And I remember very clearly when it started, one of my mentors from Sydney saying, I bet you never thought you'd be managing a pandemic early in your career. It certainly wouldn't. The pandemic just throws up hundreds of meetings. Nobody really knows what's going on because we're all learning this together. And I guess that uncertainty was quite challenging. But then I guess the pandemic has brought some rewards. I remember our first COVID patient here in Lismore. It had been quite disconnected for a while. We'd been seeing COVID rage through Italy, China and overseas and landing in Sydney, but we hadn't had any local cases. And then we had this one patient who came in who was quite sick. Everyone was terrified and anxious, but we'd done a lot of planning and we sort of knew what we wanted to do. And as soon as things got difficult, it was fabulous to see everyone just stepped up and did their bit. So the medical staff, the nursing staff, intensivists, we all just stepped up and managed this patient really well. So to see lots of planning for a pandemic unfold and translate into world best care for a patient, that was really quite rewarding. Absolutely. Now, having a mentor, Joe, how has that helped you? So I've been lucky enough to have a lot of good mentors through my years, many of them from Royal North Shore. But one that stands out, Chris Dennis, he was a professor of respiratory medicine and a lecturer at Sydney University, and he just had a wonderful way with people. And I've known Chris since I was a medical student. And every time he would see you in the corridor or wherever you were, he'd just stop and say hello and ask how you were and, you know, have a conversation about something going on in the world. It was really grounding. And when we saw patients with Chris, we had a word for it. It was professor time because everything would slow down, but nothing outside would matter. And he would be completely focused on the patient and what they were saying and, and listening to them. And there would be these dramatic pauses while he thought about things and really manage these people really, really well. So I've taken a lot from working with Chris, focusing on the patient to try and look after them, not the disease, and also being really aware of the people we work with and who they are and focusing on the grounding things about, you know, what's going on in the world and what's going on in people's lives rather than just on medicine. So I'm hoping that has shaped my practice as a physician. Well, what advice would you give to a medical student who's actually unsure of what career path to choose? So some medical students know exactly what they want to do. And I was always terribly jealous because I didn't have that focus. But the advice I would give is if you don't know what you want to do, that is absolutely fine. And as a student, you have a wonderful opportunity to get exposure in many different areas. Medicine is not a race because you're going to be doing this your whole life. And so it's very acceptable to take your time to find out what you love doing and then pursue a career that you love. So my advice would be to try as many different things as you can. If you want to be a respiratory physician, that's fine. But when you're an intern, do every other term you can get your hands on. Do surgery, do critical care, just try and really broaden your horizons. And if you still want to do respiratory medicine when you've done all those other terms, then that's great. So focus on finding a group of people you'd like to train with and pursuing it from then. So don't commit too early to anything. Give lots of time to change your mind and find out what really drives you. Well, 
Joe, thank you for sharing your own unique journey of your career path. But before we go, important question, what's your favourite wine? That's a great question. So <laughs> I love Riesling and Pinot Noir, and I've worked a lot with both of these varieties. When I was working in Alsace, France, made some wonderful Rieslings. And I think Riesling is a fascinating variety because it changes over time. So a 10-year-old Riesling is just fantastic. Riesling has a very sharp acidity, which gives it its longevity. And it's also got these really dynamic and floral fruit characters that slowly change over time and become more like marmalade. And they almost taste sweeter, even though sugar's not appearing. You get these amazingly complex flavors. So an old Riesling is fantastic. And Pinot Noir as a grape is a really difficult and tricky variety to grow. Pinot Noir has really thin skins, very susceptible to disease and very hard to get colour out of the thin skins. And so as a winemaker, it was always such a challenge to make a good Pinot Noir. So I've got a lot of appreciation for good Pinot Noir and know how difficult it is to get there. And it's also a wine that will change in the glass and it changes over an hour if you drink it with some friends. And it's just like a story unfolding and just a fascinating wine. That's Dr Joe Duncan, Director of Physician Training at Lismore Base Hospital, Northeastern New South Wales. This is Destination Medicine. Thanks for listening. Regional training hubs are supported by funding from the Australian Government under the Rural Health Multidisciplinary Training Program. 